Hi, I'm Keely Duncan, and you are listening to the Strong and Beautiful Women podcast, where strong and beautiful women share their stories. I want you to listen, be inspired, and believe in your own strength and beauty, because I believe we are all so strong, so beautiful, and so much more. Hey, friends. I can call y'all friends, right? It, it feels like I can. So in today's episode, we're going to talk very openly and graphically about a recent loss that my friend Anna experienced and how she's grown since that. Um, I'm just so overwhelmed by her story. In fact, we both cry in this podcast. We also laugh, uh, like cackle laugh. So just get ready for all of the emotions to hit you today. Um, You've officially been warned. This is such a special episode though because of that because Anna was just so willing to just go there and share her full experience and I think it's so important that she did. Um, So maybe grab a tissue and let's jump in. Anna, thank you so much for being here today. I am just so excited to talk to you. The way you have written so far about your story and told it has just been so raw and real and vulnerable. I think it's exactly what people need to hear. Well, I'm pumped to be here, so thank you for having me. I was going to say here, but technically we're in your house. I know, right? Well, (laughs) I'm pumped to be in my own home, but I'm just glad you're here. (laughs) Thanks for having me here. (laughs) Yeah. um, Anna, will you just kind of tell your story all the way through, you know, um, don't bar any details and just uh, really let us us in on what's been going on in your life for the last few months. Um, Okay. So as far as... Um, the story all the way through, I guess, goes back to September and I've wrote about it and I'm sure a lot of people that may be listening or will listen to this have probably read about it. So, um, I was thinking about this beforehand and I kind of wanted to, I guess, touch on a few things that I haven't talked about just so, um, I don't know, people can get a little bit more of a feel of everything, but, um, So me and my husband found out that we were expecting last summer and we were going to be due in February and um, in September um, on it was a Thursday night I ended up having some bleeding so we went to the hospital here in Franklin and I just had a very like uneasy feeling you know obviously that's like the sight that no pregnant woman wants to see and um, so we went to the hospital in Franklin and they took me back for an ultrasound and I'm talking like it got really um I guess um bad but I didn't I wasn't in any pain Mm -hmm. like I just remember thinking like this is a lot of blood like I don't this isn't okay but I feel fine so it was a very like confusing situation um but they took me back did an ultrasound and it probably only took maybe two minutes for the ultrasound tech to talk, but it felt like an eternity, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, But he said, you know, heartbeats at 145, baby looks good, there's no stress on the baby. So I just remember feeling so relieved. And so we ended up leaving the hospital. Um, To make a long story short, we left the hospital, was told everything was fine. Um, And so I talked to my doctor the next day, and she seemed to not be concerned. She told me that I could go to Arkansas, visit my family, do all that. So I said, okay. So um, Anthony seemed to be like very, you know, high hopes. He was like, babe, this is all good news. You know, like, I don't know why you're still uneasy. We just got told good news. So just relax, you know, and I'm just thinking like, I'm still uneasy and I don't know why. And um, 
Well, anyways, we ended up going to Arkansas that next day and stopped several times on the way there. And whenever we pulled up into the driveway, that's when that whole, you know, night began. And, and I feel like I'm kind of rushing through this just because I've told this story several times and I don't mean to rush through it. It's just one that it's like you relive it so many times, you know? And, um, but one thing I, I do know is God's hand was definitely in it just by as far as like where we were in the timing of everything, Mm -hmm. because, um, I got to be like with my mom and my sisters and my family, you know, when all of this happened, which was like the biggest support for me and Anthony, I think during this time. And, um, but literally stepped out of the truck into our driveway and I looked at Anthony and I was like, something just came out of me. Like I just got this, I mean, it was just like debilitating feeling of like, I can't move. I don't know what to do. Like something is not right, you know? And so I like made my way inside, gave my family a hug, like tried to not just freak out like automatically Mm -hmm. and just excuse myself and went upstairs and I ended up calling Anthony up there and I was like passing very, very, very large blood clots. And so I just knew something is not okay, but they were very dark. So I just Mm -hmm. thought, okay, you know, um, maybe like hoping that everything was fine, but we ended up calling our on-call doctor in Tennessee and they told us to not go to the hospital, that everything was going to be okay. They Mm -hmm. just said, unless your blood turns bright red, just stay home. So I was like, okay. And so, you know, I had my mom there. I had my sisters there. They were just trying to keep me calm and, you know, everything was going to be okay. And I continued to do that for probably two hours, um, Mm -hmm. which was not fun. And I remember um, being in a lot of pain whenever those would pass. And I was like, I I just didn't understand, like, you know, what was going on. And um, anyways, fast forward till probably about 2.30 in the morning and my water ended up breaking. And at this point I was about 15 weeks pregnant and Mm -hmm. I didn't, I remember thinking that's just straight water. Like there's no way that your water can break when you're 15 weeks, you know. I didn't know that. No. Um, And I've, that was my first pregnancy. So I didn't even know like what that looked like. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I can't relate that to any experience beforehand. So, I just remember, like, legit being in the upstairs bathroom and, like, clenching on to, like, things because I was, like, in so much pain. And I remember, like, I don't know, TMI. I remember just being, like, I don't, I feel the urge to push. Yeah. And I thought, like, maybe I need to go to the bath. Like, I literally yeah. thought maybe I need to go to the bathroom. Like, what's wrong with me right now? Yeah. And I'm like, I'm in so much pain. And I just remember thinking, like, you know, I can't physically do this anymore. I mean, it was several hours had passed. Do you have a like, high pain tolerance? I would think you, you yeah. do. I You're think pretty I, tough I, cookie. I think I do. And especially after that, yeah. like, I know I do. Because mm-hmm. I remember, I mean... Everyone in the house was asleep, and I was doing that by myself. And, like, because me and Anthony were in the hospital the whole night before, and so I remember there were several times where I was like, wake your husband up. Like, you are dying in here. And I just remember thinking, like, no, like, he was up all night with me last night. Like, he just needs to sleep. Like, you got this. Just, And I just remember thinking, like, if I give in and go to the hospital or like go you know I just I feared what I was going to be told and I didn't Mm -hmm. want to face that yeah and 
but I, I physically was done. I just couldn't do it anymore. And so I finally called him and I said, Anthony, I need you to get my mom. Like, I can't do this anymore. Like, I'm really struggling. Like, mm-hmm. you need to, you know, we need to go to the hospital. So he went downstairs and woke my mom up and my mom came upstairs and I'm still in the bathroom, like on the toilet. And like at that time she comes up there and my blood turned bright red when she Mm. came up there. And so I just remember just being like, you know, I was in a lot of pain and I was extremely tired. So I don't really even remember what my thought process was. It was just like, no, 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 no. And, um, so I just, I'll never forget trying to walk down the stairs of my parents' house and it hurt. So Mm. I just remember like having to stop several times. I'm like, I, this sucks. Like this hurts. But my mom drove us to the hospital and we got there and I mean, God's hand in it fully again, because I'm kid you not, like we got in there and got checked in, got into our room, our hospital room and then um, I stood up out of a wheelchair, and the nurse looked at me and was like, I need you to put this gown on. And I remember looking at her like, you crazy, because I can't, I can't move, and I can't. And I remember looking at her, and I said, I can't pull my pants down. And she looked at me very odd, and I was like, I, something's about to come out of me. Like, I, yeah, this, this is not okay. And she's like, do you need to go to the bathroom? And I'm like, I don't even remember what my response was, yeah. but we crossed the hallway into... um the bathroom and then I had him right when we got in there and Mm. um I kind of went through this a little fast and I apologize but yeah um to touch on a little bit like obviously I've told said you know how uh it was a little boy Mm -hmm. and to be honest I didn't know that when I had him because when I had him I remember looking down And all I saw was this little arm and this little hand, and he was covered in blood. And I just looked. I mean, I I couldn't physically look at him. I just remember immediately looking up at the nurse saying, please tell me I'm not seeing what I think I'm seeing. Like, please tell me this isn't real. Like, I am living in a night. Like, this is a nightmare. (laughs) This isn't reality. Like, please tell me this isn't what I'm seeing. And... I knew by the look on her face that it was because her eyes got wide and she said, I need you to hang on for a second. I need to go get another nurse. And I remember just looking at Anthony and I have my hands underneath me and I just remember looking at Anthony and his face just broke down. And so we both, I mean, we both, I, and that's one thing that I think back on too is I couldn't even, I couldn't even look. You know what I mean? Like, I couldn't wrap my head around what was actually happening. And um, so we just held each other while I held him underneath me. And it was one of those things where we both clung to each other. And there's this little, you know, soul that's just underneath you that's lifeless. And you don't... I couldn't... Yeah. You know, it's just... I, I don't even know how to still wrap my head around that. And that's one thing that, like... I think about that moment and I take my mind back there often and it's still a struggle to do that. And it's, I see it vividly, I remember it vividly, but to put it into words is still hard. Um, But she ended up, uh, the nurse ended up coming back and sent Anthony out of the room and that was one um, 
struggle right there that I don't that I don't talk about much and I'm gonna speak very candidly um, that that is it's so hard and it's so not pretty you know what I mean like mm-hmm. for and I just I my heart aches for any woman that has gone through it or mm-hmm. who will go through it because it's something that is just it's 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 just not it's not pretty you know what I mean you mm-hmm. want to think about a baby coming into this life and mm-hmm. think about the miracle of it mm-hmm. and just the beauty of it and that was one thing that I couldn't say mm-hmm. is like this is a beautiful moment you know I mean I I he was still um attached to the placenta which I could not pass at the time so mm-hmm. I was still just stuck in that bathroom and these nurses came in one on each side of me and they put a container underneath me to put him in <sighs> so you know because he was not clean. He was very covered. And so no one's just like handling this little, I mean, the size of my hand, just tiny, you know? And so they tried to get me to pass everything else. And I just remember that, um, visual in that bathroom of just looking in this container, you know what I mean? Like helpless. And like, I couldn't move I couldn't do it I couldn't not look I couldn't Mm -hmm. you know what I mean and it was just like that was one thing that I just can't I still (laughs) have a a struggle with that memory and that that moment and I ended up looking at them and I said I need out of here I need out of here I need out of this bathroom I'm sweaty I'm in pain I'm hot I get me out of here so they ended up doing what they do as nurses and they were great but they um, detached him from the uh, placenta and took him in the container and that's what it's so sad that I have that memory of just him being in that yeah. and then taken away and I was yeah. left alone in the bathroom to kind of collect myself and get it together yeah. you know yeah. and I want to say though like I'm glad you're telling all this and I know it's it can't be easy but so many people think about, oh, she had a baby, it was there, and now it's not. And they don't think about all the details in between. Yeah. And so I think it's really important, all the things that you're saying. There's even more, which is like hard, like hard to believe that there was a lot of even little details between that. But yeah. I'm going to refrain from telling every <laughs> single one of them. Um, but, and I try when I speak to... I don't know, detach myself a little bit from my emotion just so I can explain it. And, like, that's why I'm not looking at you right now because I just have to look down and just I say what I see. And I'm trying to take – it's very – it's not, like, actually doable to take your emotion out of it but to get through it, you know what I mean? Because it's one of those things that if you – when you really put your heart into it, it will – really take take over and that's what I'm trying to kind of <clears throat> not do right now um well you're tearing me up so it's but know, it's fine um I'll never forget like walking out of that bathroom and seeing like my mom and Anthony up against the wall and like it was just one of those like when you look at someone and it's just like helpless you know like I was helpless they were helpless like there was just no words you know like we all said nothing in that moment you know and 
I just walked quietly across the hallway and went back in the hospital room and yeah, I had put my gown on now and I had to lay in the hospital bed and they were going to try to get everything else to pass naturally and all that. And, um, so that was a, uh, kind of a private time with like me and Anthony and my mom. And I was so glad to have obviously Anthony there, but I was glad to have my mom there too. And I think it was good for her to be there, Mm -hmm. um, with me in that. And, um, but to come full circle with, um, our baby and things that I think is not talked about a lot when it comes to these situations is, you know, um, about an hour later, a nurse came back in and she said, you know, do y'all want to see your baby? Mm -hmm. And I remember looking at Anthony, I remember looking at his face and it was just like pain, straight Mm -hmm. pain, you know? And for me, I just remember having such mixed emotions. Like I just saw my baby and it was not a pretty sight. You know what I mean? Like it was not the way that I wanted to. And can I do that again? You know what I mean? Like, can I emotionally and mentally go to that place again and have this little soul in front of me that's lifeless, you know, and I just thought, can I handle that? And with, I look at Anthony, looking at Anthony's face, he was just like, I, he looked at me and said, babe, I don't know if I can do that. You know? And I said, I don't know if I can either. And she said, well, let me tell you this. She, the nurse said, um, we do a thing called a memory box and Mm -hmm. we can take your baby's, um, handprints and footprints and, um, all the information about him and, you know, put it into like a memory box and give it to you or like a card. And Anthony was like really nodding his head at this. And I said, we definitely want to do that. Um, but we don't know about, about seeing baby again right now, you know, come back and let us kind of think on that for a minute. And, um, still at that point, we didn't know if it was a boy or girl. Mm -hmm. Um, and about, I guess, 30 minutes later or so, maybe 45 minutes later, um, she came back and she looked at us and she said, um, you know, I want you, I want to let you know, we, uh, we took his handprints and his fingerprints or his mm-hmm. footprints. And in that moment, all I heard was his, you yeah. know? Yeah. And I looked at Anthony and it was like one of the things of like all emotions into one. Because it's like, you are so excited because it's like, oh, it's a boy. And then you're like, so you dream for like two seconds of a boy and blue and football and sports and playing in mud. And you know what I mean? And then it's like, but wait a second, you know, like we don't have that. And so it was so exciting and so depressing in one like split second you know what I mean and I just remember thinking like everyone thought it was a girl and like here I was and I thought it was a boy and I was like maybe that was my mother my like mom intuition that I had you know like because I just remember thinking like I want to be so connected to this baby and I just didn't feel like I wrote about that you know and in that moment I was like Oh, and I just knew, like, I knew that, you know, yeah. like, I knew it. And, uh, and so we, I mean, we both, Anthony and I, we just completely 
broke down. I mean, it was legitimately, I kid you not, like a huge smile on both of our faces into straight tears. And it was, I don't know, I still think about that. I think about that moment a lot. And I think, you know, I just, I pray for that. Since that moment, I prayed for that excitement again, but to keep that excitement, you know? And, um, and so to keep going, um, you kind of had to mourn that life, you know, briefly for him. It was kind of, what would his life have looked like? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, it was, it was a lot, it was, I mean, a lot of emotion in, in a split second that will kind of really just hit you hard. And, um, but we ended up not seeing him again mm-hmm. and we ended up getting that memory box which i made a little like a shadow box yeah in my room. i'll have to show it to you but um uh, and that was a blessing to have because we got to leave with something tangible you know mm-hmm. a lot of times when this happens it's like you have this baby and this baby's growing inside of you and uh-huh. then you're left with nothing yeah and that's a very, very hard, confusing thing mm-hmm. to go through, you know. And that was hard for us. And I'm, I'm blessed to have at least those prints to buy, so yeah. I can look and Absolutely. say that wasn't a dream. That wasn't a night like that. That happened. I was blessed with that baby, mm-hmm. and like that baby's in the arms of my king, you know, and yeah. just yeah. and leave that, you know, as that last thought in my head, and um. But, uh, so we, that was kind of, I'll, I'll wrap that up as far as our time, like in the hospital and, and, and a lot of good things were said between me and Anthony, a lot of hard things were said. Um, but it grew, I mean, it, it grew us very close in that time. And i I thank God so much for my husband because his, um, gentleness, that yeah. night and that morning, yeah. I mean, he was, he was fully there and, and it was, it was, he was amazing, amazing support for me and, and I'm so thankful for him. And, um, but, uh, that's, I, I kind of want to, I guess, share that situation as far as like seeing the baby and, and finding out that it was a boy and this and that because that's one thing that I think has haunted me since then. Yeah. Um, I've had a lot of nightmares and I, there was a while there where I stayed up many late nights thinking, did I make the right decision? Should we have seen that baby again? Yeah. Would that change the way that I feel right now? Like, should I have asked these questions? Like, what, you know, I, I feel like I left and I had no idea mm-hmm. what happened I had no idea like where did my baby go what did they do like what you know what I'm saying like so many questions that I did not even know to ask and it was a very hard thing for me to wrap my mind around I legit wanted to like call the hospital and start asking these questions like three weeks later because I didn't know to ask them at the time it's such a blur yeah and so I don't know I think that that was one thing that I struggled with after everything and I think that might be something that other people struggle with too and it's mm-hmm. I mean there's no I think about it I'm like there's no answers to have there's no you know what yeah. I mean there's no it's just it is what it is nothing's and, gonna bring your baby back and that's what's yeah. that's a hard pill to swallow you know mm-hmm. um and you want to ask questions of like why did this happen why did that happen you know and yeah. 
and they tell you, you know, it's most likely when the egg meets or sperm meets the egg, something didn't something didn't go right, and that's mm. what the majority of miscarriages happen because they told me no other reason the baby was growing exactly how he should have been, yeah. you know, was the right size. So we, I don't know. And that's a hard pill to swallow. You yeah. want to have a reason. But at the same time, if I had a reason, I feel like I'd be angry. Yeah. You know, like I feel like I would mm-hmm. be angry at whatever the reason was. Mm-hmm. So it's when it's a hard pill to swallow, but it's also something that you just really have to give to God and let go. Right. So. Yeah. So is it, I mean, obviously, you know, you've told this story several times. You started mm-hmm. writing about it. Is that something you were just like? gung-ho gonna start (laughs) what made you want to start sharing it because you know like so many women do deal with it yeah one in four i think is Mm -hmm. the statistic women will um, have a miscarriage Mm -hmm. so where writing about it was not was not something that i wanted to do i even i even have a prayer over here on this wall and i can read it to you that i was like i need your help with this because Mm -hmm. um at first, I didn't want to even really talk about it in general. Like, I didn't know how yeah. to. Like, I don't yeah. understand this myself. How can mm-hmm. I talk about it to other people? Mm-hmm. That's one big thing. You know, like, I don't get it. So how yeah. can I explain it? How can I talk about it, you know, to anyone else? And I became a recluse for, like, a while after this happened. Like, I didn't want to mm-hmm. go out. I didn't want to see people. Didn't want to face people. Mm-hmm. I only wanted to talk to Anthony and my family. And that was it. Yeah. You know, that was all I felt comfortable with. But then, as I started to talk to other people, I started to talk to women who had been through it before me. Mm -hmm. And that's who I felt comfortable around. That's who I could open up to. That's who I could ask questions about my body or their feelings or the aftermath or this and that, you know. Mm -hmm. And so, that's where I kind of started to open up. And then... When it started to happen to people who were my friends, who it happened after it happened to me. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, they came to me because it was very early on in pregnancy before they had announced it or whatever. And they didn't know who to talk to. And it was like a blessing that they Mm -hmm. talked to me because it was a very like self-healing thing. Yeah. To talk to other people, especially if they've been through it before. Mm-hmm. Um, because you kind of, like, talk through your own feelings and talk through your own craziness. and yeah. Which is a hard thing to do. Mm-hmm. And so I learned by talking to these women and these other people that it was actually really helping me. Yeah. And so when it came to writing about it, uh, that was something that... Okay, so I, I was reading a book by Sarah Walker who, long story short, she she had lost a baby mm-hmm. late in her pregnancy, and her baby's name was Anna. Weird. Oh, weird. She went to my church, right, in, and she had passed away right before me and my husband became members at our church. Oh. And um, someone at my church had given me this book and just said, read it. And it was, I literally read it in four days. Mm-hmm. Um, first part was about her daughter, Anna, that she had lost. Mm-hmm. And then she goes into, she had started blogging about how she found out four weeks after she lost her baby that she had stage four colon cancer. Oh, wow. So she started writing about it and it, about how it was working in her faith and changing her life and this and mm-hmm. that, you know, and yeah. just these realizations that she would come to. And it just made so much sense to me. I'm like, 
this girl, like she, this woman, you know, she, she's, she's got it together. But at the same time, like she talked about how she didn't feel like she had it together. You know, she just was vulnerable and talked about, you know, just the nitty gritty of life. Yeah. And for some reason, I just got this like nudge of like, why are you not doing this? Or like, why are you not sharing what's Mm -hmm. happening in your life with Mm -hmm. other people? You know, and trying to reach out to others. Like, there's more people that you can reach just in this small circle that's mm-hmm. within you, you know? And it was, like, one of those things where I remember I remember being in the shower one day. And I looked up and I was like, are you seriously wanting me to blog? <laughs> like, like oh I God. said that out loud. <laughs> I'm like, is that what you want? Because I prayed about it. I'm like, I understand that you want me to share. Like, I understand that you are wanting me to talk to other people and that you are wanting me to work in my faith. Like, I'm trying to see opportunities, you know? Like, I was really trying to work on that. But I was like, what avenue do I go down to Mm -hmm. share this? Like, what avenue? You know, you've got blogging. You've got vlogging. And I didn't even know what that was. (laughs) And it was like, you know, you should I write a book? Should I just talk to people? Like, what avenue do I go down, you know? So when I read this book and it was like, well, what if, you know, it was just simple. She just started this and started writing about her feelings. And Mm -hmm. I was like, I could, I could do that. You know, like, why Mm -hmm. not just try that? And then I had this voice in my head that's like, you're not a good writer. You are not grammatically correct. You don't know what you're doing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I just remember being like, okay, who's like, whose voice am I going to listen to? Right. So I just remember being scared. Like, I, I do, I fear God. Like, yeah. I do. I fear God and I fear, especially now, like, knowing him better and having a better relationship with him. Like, I fear not doing what he wants me to do. So mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, you want me to blog? Seriously? Okay. Like, we'll try yeah. this. Yeah. But I had to get a friend. Like, shout out to Ellen if you hear this because <laughs> she's the one who set it up for me. I had no idea what to do. Yeah. Um. I'm still getting help on it. Like, I still am not tech savvy, but I know how to get on. I know how to write a post, and I know how to publish it. Yeah. So. Absolutely. That's that's the gist of that. That's how that came to be. I prayed about it a lot because I remember saying, like, I don't know if you really want me to do this. I don't know, like, Mm -hmm. how well this is going to go, but, like, if this is is the nudge that I'm feeling and I feel it, then I'm going to... I'm going to listen to you. Yeah. Like, here we go. Yes. Absolutely. And that's, that's awesome. And I mean, so many people have been like blessed by the things you're writing and just touched. And I Mm -hmm. think that's really awesome that clearly God is using you and your story and your writing. And so, um, I'm so glad you listened to him. So in the aftermath of figuring out how to deal with the loss, um, you did something really special with your son's nursery that we're sitting in right now. Yeah. Will you talk about that just a little bit? This is my room. Yeah. Like, I love, <laughs> like at first, it's awesome. it was, this door was shut. Mm-hmm. I did not open it. Yeah, I didn't want to look at weeks. it. Yeah. You know, it was, we had, we, you know, had arranged it. We moved all the furniture out. I had my rocker in here and legit, this was the only furniture in here because we were like getting ready to just work on this Uh room you know and so a few weeks after we lost him I ended up um finally opening that door again and coming in here and I just said you know I need to spend time with God like do not let you know 
your struggles and your suffering, like, you know, hurt your relationship with him. So I came in and I just sat in my rocker and I just started praying. I started a women's devo- uh, women's study at my church. And so we had like a book to follow along with. So I came in here and I started doing my devos in here and I started reading and I started praying. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, first, I don't know, I'm not sure why I started doing it, but I started writing my prayers down. Yeah. So then I hung that little cross up on the, on the wall and I said, okay, well, I'm going to write my prayers down and I'm going to start putting them up on the wall. And I don't really know where I wanted it to lead me when it started, but now, like, now I'm so glad that I did because now this is, like, my, I feel good when I come in here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, every morning I get up and, like, I just feel good when I come in here and I have such a better day, like, when I come in here and I spend my time in here. Because I'll I'll always write my prayers down, whether it's for other people or even for myself or for our future family, you know. And I put them up on that wall. And it's been really cool because as of a few months ago when I started seeing God really work in a lot of these prayers, I'm like, man, my, my wall's getting really short now. Like, it's getting kind of full. So I started moving the prayers that he's working and that he's even answered to another wall and it's so cool because I can sit in here and see like visually see God and that's when it's really like a lot of people say you know what's hard to actually see God well you want to come over you can take a look and you can (laughs) visually see him and it's it's a lot you guys I'm looking at it and there's a lot of answered prayers and I know there's some you said you still need to move over so that's really awesome there's a lot that I still need to move over and it's really 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 cool and I get so excited when I get a text from somebody mm-hmm. or a call and they're like oh my gosh like this happened or this prayer was answered and I'm like oh I gotta go home and I gotta move that <laughs> prayer over you gotta move you on the on over to the other wall because it's like God's working you know and yes. it's just it's and thing is is whether that prayer has been answered or it's been answered a little different like God's working in all of them you yeah. know, and like I yeah. know that, and sometimes it just takes time to see that come to fruition, you know? Yeah. So it's just, it's a really, really, really cool thing. And I encourage anybody who like wants to do like prayer journal or prayer wall or whatever, like if you've mm-hmm. had a nudge to do that, like don't ignore that, do yeah. it because it's only a blessing, but stick with it. Yeah. Um, so you touched on this a little bit. You connected with a lot of other women that are dealing with the same thing mm-hmm. as you. And, um, I think it's really awesome you guys all open up and you lean on each other. What advice do you have for someone like going through this? Or is there any advice that you've received from other women along the way? Oh, I've received a ton. And the main thing is to find... So just talking about it. It's so Like it's hard. And I know, and I was there that when it first happened, I didn't want to talk about it. Like Mm -hmm. I remember when... We obviously had to get the word out that I am no longer pregnant, which was a very hard thing to yeah. say. But it was easier to just make a Facebook post about it mm-hmm. than to physically stand in from in front of someone. Like mm-hmm. I dealt with that a lot yeah. um, through work and stuff with people yeah. who just didn't didn't get the word. You know, like yeah. even probably two months after I lost him. You know, yeah. like of just have you felt, have you felt a kick or, yeah, I've had the people touch my stomach and I'm like, there's, stop it, you know? And so uh, 
when it first happened, you know, I just thought, I'm just going to probably try to put it out there and just be be done with it. You know, like, I don't want, I said, you know, we would like to just keep this between us right now, like, and I'd appreciate that. But as some time went, it was kind of like, um, it was a healing process to talk about it. Because if mm-hmm. you act like it didn't happen, you're you're hurting yourself. You know what I mean? You can't act like, you can't act like you don't go through something hard. You can't act like your baby didn't exist because it did. You can't act, you know, there's Mm -hmm. no poker face out there that's gonna get you through it. You know, like be real and be vulnerable and that's what's really gonna help. And there's, Mm -hmm. there may be only certain people that you want to do that with. I'm not telling anyone to go talk about it with whoever because I still don't do that. You know what I mean? But it's, it's one of those things that it is such a healing process to try to wrap your mind around it and talk about it, at least with people who can understand. So that's my encouragement is you don't have to talk about it with whoever. Talk about it with women who who get it and who've mm-hmm. been there and who can kind of be on some type of, you know, common ground as you. Yeah. And there are people, like you mentioned, that are going to come up and ask you about it or talk, you, talk about it. I know I think you wrote this either in a blog post or on Facebook uh-huh. about how people handle it. Yeah. Um, is there like a right way, a wrong way? I know you said you want people to acknowledge it. Yeah. Because you're already thinking about mm-hmm. it. Talk about that just a second. Um, there's no right way and there's no wrong way. It's a very hard line. And so I probably might even contradict myself here. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's speaking very candidly and very open. But like, um, I think for women who've been there, you have a little bit more, um, like I said, common ground to kind of know what to say. And I think when you open up to people and say like, I know where you're at and I've been there, like they will feel softer towards you for that. Mm -hmm. Um, but when it comes to people who have not been there and who just kind of, like, spout off stuff or they just don't say anything at all, like, there's a middle ground that you can be at mm-hmm. to just acknowledge it. Like, I remember one time, like, I went in to Title where I work, and one of our members came up to me, and he said, I'm just really glad to see you here today. And it was one of, like, the first times I had gotten back in there. Like, I wasn't, no one, yeah. honestly, I think maybe two people spoke to me that day what because a lot of people are just uncomfortable yeah and so while I'm in the middle of class he comes up to me and he said you know I'm just really really glad to see you here today and that made my day like that he acknowledged me he acknowledged like acknowledged like my he didn't really talk about but he yeah acknowledged it you know and he didn't have to go into it don't have to ask me questions whatever you know it was just sweet and genuine and that's the biggest thing you know and I think it's hard when you go through something like that, and especially when it's out there in the open and everybody knows about it, mm-hmm. that if people just, they come up and, hey, like, hug you. How are you? And I'm like, I'm good. Actually, I'm not. I It sucks. <laughs> like, I'm going through a really hard time. Do you want me to unload that on you? Yeah. Because I can. So it's like one of those things where when people ask you, hey, like, how are you? And they have this upbeat, like, you know, like, hey, yeah, so. and it's it's like, <laughs> yeah. do you really want me to tell you how I feel? Yeah, because I can, but you're not gonna know how to respond to that, you know. Yeah. And so I don't know, it, acknowledging it, but also just not saying things that are completely inappropriate, right? At the same time, right? Which <sighs> giving your advice if you've not been there, don't do that. Yeah, 
because you don't have advice to give. Right. If you're a man, never, <laughs> ever give advice to a woman that hasn't been through this. I am a man. Try no, to talk to me not. about sex. No. And try to yeah. talk to me. I gave me a book on Stop. the women's origin. I kid you not. I remember standing there and I thought you were being... God is testing you and your patience <laughs> that you don't punch this man in the throat. But he's, I, I, he's a, he was an odd bird. I knew that. I said, Anna, just just bite your tongue. I remember thinking, <laughs> oh you, you really going to go there with me right now? Are you really going to talk to me about this? Oh. So. I cannot You best believe, believe I didn't bring that book home. No, it probably went straight in the garbage. I don't even know what happened to it. I didn't, I said, this ain't mine. I don't claim this. I'm sorry. That's I not told coming him, in I'm my life. I'm sorry you wasted your money on this, but... Um, oh, yeah. my God. So, if you're a man, and, like, if you're a husband of a woman who's been through this, uh-huh. or, like, I mean, you go through it together, but if you're, like, a husband of, of, of the situation, like... Get with another husband. Like, I've had my husband do that. And, like, they can relate on a common ground, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, my husband said many times, you know, Anna, like, I'm with you. And I feel like I'm going through this pain emotionally. But I can't understand what you're physically going through. Right. You know? And that's one thing that I think that women can really link arms on and be like, I don't get my hormones. I don't understand my body. What is happening to me? You know? Mm -hmm. I can't really talk to the guys about that. That's just, like, they... (laughs) They hear you, but they give you no advice because mm-hmm. they can't, you know? Right. Absolutely. So, yeah. Oh, my goodness. That, what a mess. But yeah. also, thank you for shedding yeah. light on that. Um, and then, you know, I've se- seen you post and talk about people who are um, getting pregnant right now or mm-hmm. that they've suffered miscarriages and then they'll call you or text you and say, um, hey, we're pregnant and you move your prayer over the prayer wall and yeah. you, you are so joyful about their pregnancy. Is that hard to find joy for them because you're wondering why not me or are you just like so happy and does it give you hope that it could be both yeah to be honest and the thing is is it doesn't I'm so I'm so thrilled and so excited for anyone who tells me that they're pregnant you know like Mm -hmm. it, it really truly does give me joy inside for them the sadness comes from me yeah. You know what I mean? And, and any woman can relate to that. It doesn't take away your joy for somebody else. It's mm-hmm. like, I am so excited that you are pregnant and you are expecting and you get this, you know, have this hope of this baby coming into this world and I'm going to pray for that, like, you know, nonstop until mm-hmm. that baby is, like, safe and, you know, sound in your arms and, like, you want that for that person. And it it doesn't take away from them from your joy it just it ha- that sadness just has to do with you like i remember yeah. one time being told by someone at church like you know that his wife was pregnant and i just remember being so excited and then, and then mm-hmm. i remember getting in the car and i just cried yeah you know and it didn't have anything to do with them mm-hmm. yeah. or her it just had to do with like man like i long for that like yeah. i want that you know and i just yeah. I just cried, and Anthony, you know, he just held my hand like he knows, you know. Yeah. So, it's just, and it, but especially when I see women who've gone through that and then get pregnant again and who have healthy babies mm-hmm. and welcome these, that is something that I love to see. Yeah. Because it does, it does give hope. I'm sure. Um, and, you know, 
in this life, we're not promised babies, marriage, anything like Mm -hmm. that. How do you keep your head up and not let that thought of or idea of wanting a baby just absolutely consume you? Or like, how do you stay patient in that? Um, so it is consuming. Yeah. Um, that's something that I struggle with really, really hard. Um, especially a few months ago and I just wrote about this. Yeah. Um, actually, because it was one of those things that it, it was like an everyday, it was an everyday struggle. Um, it's, it consumes you with fear, anxiety, just all, I mean, Mm -hmm. all those negative feelings that you don't want in Mm -hmm. your mind or in your heart or in your soul. And it's one of those things where the enemy can really work against you if you don't just give that control to God. And I struggled with that for a while. Um, and I think until I started putting my energy elsewhere is when I really saw a change in that, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's whenever I started really thinking about trying to focus my prayers on other people, Mm -hmm. still praying for myself and still praying for a future baby. But I was like, how can I find other people? What do other people need? Yeah. You know, and, and really try to pray for that. And then that kind of took that anxiety and negativity off of the stress of it, Mm -hmm. you know, and the consuming part of it and put it into other people. And then I was okay with really just being vulnerable and saying, I need some prayers. Yeah. Because that was one thing that was awesome because when I started feeling that over anxiety, like stressful, consuming feeling, I had people who would just randomly text me and say, hey, I'm praying for you. Mm. Or I'd get a card in the mail and it'd be like, I'm praying for you. And I just remember one time standing in my kitchen and looking up and be like, God, you are so cool right now. Yeah. Because I knew I I needed that right now. And like, you just gave that to me. Mm -hmm. And it just let my anxiety go. Yeah. You know? And so I think just being okay with letting people know, like, I need prayers. And then really seeking out other people that need prayers and filling them in 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 your prayers, you know, it's very helpful. Absolutely. Um, in Isaiah 43, 19, it says, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. And then in James, you know, it talks about the testing of your faith, Mm -hmm. producing perseverance. And do you feel like God is doing a new thing in you? Do you feel like he's making a way in the wilderness? Do you feel like you are stronger, more resilient? Because just from an outsider who's someone who knew you in college, Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm just like, I, does Anna like always talk like this or is no. this a new thing? Because <laughs> no. I just feel like your faith is so bold. And I mean like that's even like in your, in your blog name. And yeah. I'm just like, this is insane. And like, I love watching it. Mm-hmm. Bold. That's a word that I like to use is yeah. bold. And I say it often. Yeah. And this is not how I've always been. I think this is how, I think I've always had an ounce of this in me yeah. to want to do this and yeah. to want to be obedient and to want to search for God and to, you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's one of those things. And I think God knew that in this, it, and, and there's a verse and I'm horrible with memorizing verses. And I think maybe I could even find it in here. Um, but it talks about the way that suffering refines you. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that's one thing that I feel like I read that and I'm like, that is exactly what he's doing with yes. me. Like he doesn't refine us through our joys and our happiness. And no, our no laughter. way. Yeah. He refines us in our suffering. And I'm like, okay, this sucks that I'm having to suffer. But like, 
at least I'm trying to grow in it. And I think he knew that I would do that because I've not always been like this. You know, like I think I've always wanted to try to be and I've failed miserably and I'm st- I still fail often. Oh, yeah. I'm going to, but mm-hmm. at the same time, I feel at m- I feel just so much more at peace with like who I am, like where my soul is. You know, I think for a long time I was very questionable about where my soul is. Mm-hmm. You know, I, if you it scared me to think about it. You yeah. know, and because I do like I, I fear God now, and I've always feared God. You know, yeah. and so that's one thing that you know you drive past those billboards, and it's like oh, if you die today, where are you going, heaven or hell? And I'd be like, I'm gonna act like I didn't read that right now. I'm gonna keep driving <laughs> because I didn't want to face that question. I'm like, is my life, uh, you know, am I living according to how God wants me to? And I think mm-hmm. about it now, and I'm like, I still have a lot of work that I need to do. You know, yeah. but man, I feel like I'm trying. You know, yeah. like I feel like I'm trying and I feel like he's put me in a position where I understand him better. Mm-hmm. I see God very differently. Yeah. And it's weird that it took such a tragic thing yeah. to put myself in this position to try that. But I just refused to like, I knew I was like, I'm either going to break during this, like full out break, mm-hmm. or I'm going to grow in it. Yeah. And I refused to break yeah you know I think there was many times where I still you know like it was like a roller coaster ride you know yeah yeah but I just I I really think he's trying to refine me through this yeah and for sure that's what I just encourage everybody who like goes through a hard time and who feels like they're suffering and feels like they're just their heart is aching is Mm -hmm. like how can you grow in that like what Mm -hmm. is he wanting to do with you he's trying to mold you but how is he trying how like Open your eyes to it, Yeah, you know? Yeah, and I think it's growth to even look back and say, oh, I can see what God did here and here and here. Yeah. And I don't know a single person that has grown closer to God, and it's been in a happy time, so you're not alone. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, You know, I think people are going to want to hear more from you. I think they're going to want to read everything you've ever written if they don't know you and they're listening to this. And they're like, that girl is so wise. I got to know where she's at and where she's... Look, you're laughing. This girl is not wise. She's working on it, but she... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So tell us uh, the name of your blog, uh, your Instagram. Where are you at? Where can we find you? It's... My blog is www.boldprayersboldfaith.com. Dot com. I'm like, did I get that right? Is it bold faith? Bold, no, sure. bold prayers, bold faith.com. Yes. Yes. And then you're at Anna McClellan one on Instagram. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Perfect. And, um, I ask everybody these last two questions. I want to know, um, what is strong to you? What is strength? What does that look like to you? Well, I am in the fitness industry. I was so like, you, you are strong. This, <laughs> a few months ago or last year, I would have, you think strong and you kind of like immediately think physical strength, mm-hmm. you know, like that's what I help people with on a daily basis is becoming physically more strong. And, yeah. But like, I remember being in that hospital bed that night mm-hmm. and I remember looking at Anthony and I just remember like thinking to myself, like, good Lord, I just went, I just, my water just broke. I went into labor. I just had a baby Although it was small, like, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I I feel so, like, defeated in one aspect. But I was like, I looked at him and I said, I can do this. Like, I yeah. want to do this again. 
You know, like yeah. I will do this over and over and over mm-hmm. again until we have a full term nine month baby that we can safely put into our arms. Mm-hmm. You know, and I just remember thinking like that that was strong being like, you know, whatever suffering, whatever trial you get faced with in life and saying like give me that and mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna overcome that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I just think there's a lot of strength in just the way that you take on those certain trials. And it doesn't have to be like physical trials. It just has yeah. to be those those hard life like, you know, just yeah. come at you things. Amen. I feel like you need to like uh, preach. I feel, like, <laughs> I feel like you need like a microphone right, right now. Um, okay. And secondly, what is beautiful? Um, beautiful. I feel like I thought about this whenever you sent it to me. And I think, I think it's, we want to always think about the physical and we think beautiful right. too. Mm-hmm. But I think about beauty coming from, you know, people who go through hard things and still growing in the valley. You know what I mean? Like Uh when you have, when you're going through those valleys that you're trying to get to the top of that mountain and you think, you know, when I get to the top of that mountain, Mm -hmm. then, you know, that's when it's going to be beautiful. Right. But you think about it and you look over at the, you Mm -hmm. know, when you're on top of that mountain and the beauty comes from the valley, you know? And so I think it's really beautiful when I see, like other women and other people go through those valleys and still make it out of those valleys. Mm-hmm. You know, I just, I don't know. That's one thing that really, yeah. that I really think of when I think about beautiful is just that, that view always comes to mind, like the, like the song Hills mm-hmm. in the Valleys. Yeah. And I just think about that and I'm like, that's so beautiful to think about, you know, he's with us in the valleys and he's with us at the top. And that's just such a beautiful concept. So that's something yeah. I think about often. Absolutely. Well, Anna, thank you so much um, for allowing me to interview you and just chat and be so vulnerable. Um, I'm so thankful for everything you just said. Thank you. Of course. Wow. Just wow. I hope you guys enjoyed that as much as I did. Anna was so kind to invite me into her home and she even cooked me dinner and we just had this wonderful, meaningful conversation. And I just love her and her husband, Anthony. They are good people. Um, So I'm fully Team McClellan. Um, I don't know how you could not be after hearing that, but I just wish them the best on their journey and in life. Um, If you want to hear more stories, make sure you're subscribed on iTunes. I love Apple Podcast app. Um, They just make it so easy to listen. And you know what? I've been loving getting messages from you guys telling me how much you love the podcast and the guests and the stories you're hearing. Um, So please keep doing that because otherwise, I don't know who's listening. And it's just always so fun to talk to everybody. Even um, those of you who don't know me and have been messaging me, I'll message everybody back. It's been awesome. Um, So if you do love it, go ahead and just rate it with the stars on the podcast app and um, leave me some feedback. Um, I want you to remember you are strong, beautiful, and so much more. Have a wonderful week.